get, get, get your booty to the pole, 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 yeah. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's your girl, M. talking about that video listen we have lots to talk about i mean the emmys happened yes emmys recap we have rbg brianna oh, taylor yes, but yes. then also a lot of stuff was going on with pop culture tory lane oh, the daytime divas coming back i mean a lot going on there's a lot going on slogan yeah right so with that being said let's go ahead and get this thing started let's go Got your attention? <laughs> Get okay. your booty to the pose. Yes. Um, hey, everybody. What's going on, pop stars? How's it going? It's me, Trenton Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And you're listening to Cold Pop. We have so much to talk about. Slogan. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> do. We have a lot going on. This week has been one for the books. Yes, it has. It is a lot um to deal with yeah a lot of highs a lot of lows yes uh let's start with what happened last week okay so i mean yeah like so looking at this so yeah let's like start the going into the weekend learning about ruth bader ginsburg yeah um who passed away due to a long battle with pancreatic cancer um like I'm, yeah. I'm not shocked, but at the same time, it's still it's still a tough pill to swallow. Definitely yeah. a tough pill to swallow. I like when I think about RBG. You, I mean, a larger than life person who had a you know a huge impact on our country and what we do, and I mean, it's almost like although she was very tiny, yeah. She was a very big presence. A very big presence. Yes, yeah. I think that that's the best way to put it. And I agree. Um, just thinking about, you know, when you think Supreme Court justices, I can't name them all. I don't know many, but RBG is one of them who sticks out. I think she's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, to and, be the second woman uh, on the Supreme Court, and uh, I think if my information is correct, from according to ABC News. She is the she was the first woman to lay in state at the Capitol. Wow! So that's a huge deal. Yeah. So, so, um, so many thoughts and prayers um, with her family. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> to end the week, yeah, we got news about the decision by the grand jury in regards to Breonna Taylor's murder. Yeah. Um, um they're them deciding. Not to charge anybody with any manslaughter, homicide, or murder counts. Uh, yeah. They chose to charge... It's a wanton endangerment is Officer the charge. Officer Hankinson, I think, with a wanton endangerment. With wanton endangerment. Which, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I mean, I'll be honest. I was going in expecting the worst. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. the worst. I, You know, I was talking to some people back home. They were also expecting the worst. And it was it was just tough because... Once I learned what the charges were, yeah, I was kind of in this like catch twenty two of How? I don't know if this is better or, or this worse. is more. This is a slap in the face. Yeah, the fact that this charge one endangerment actually has to do nothing with the actual murder of Breonna Taylor. Nothing at this all. This is in regards to the bullets that were shot in the neighboring apartments. Um, to Breonna Taylor's. Apartment. How did the neighbors get justice so before? That's, it's just so Breonna confusing Taylor. to me. Of like, I'm now wondering if would I have rather had no one charged, uh-huh. or would I, 
or did I want this? Which almost kind of kind of puts a microscope on the fact that she is not going to get justice um, in regards to officers Mattingly and Cosgrove. Um, yeah. Cosgrove, who actually shot the Fine bullet that shot. was the fa- yeah. that was the fatal shot. Um, she was hit six times. So to kind of go with that, and then yeah, six times. But there's a discrepancy with that that we learned is because there was six. Daniel Cameron, who's the attorney general for Kentucky, who came up and did this big address after the grand jury announcement, which I kind of just rolled my eyes through and gritted my teeth through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, he said six shots. The death certificate says five. Because I think it, they, they were saying that there was one unrecognizable, I guess, wound or whatever on her leg or foot or something that they couldn't determine was from a bullet or something so, something like that. So, so in listening to that, I just kind of... what no, The first thing that really set me off with Attorney General Cameron's address, he would not disclose the racial makeup of the jury. No. And that... The racial or gender makeup of the jury and that already lets you know that yeah. something's off. It's a little weird. And so Governor Andy Bashir. Called. Who's like, yes, he was like, we, no, we actually are going to be looking into that. I need, yeah. I, you need to see me all on the all the emails. <laughs> um, I need all the receipts. With this moving forward. But it's, it's once again, while this is a national problem and this, this particular case is on a national landscape, I think that it does hit home a little bit harder because we're from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know a lot of people who live in Louisville. And yeah. are experiencing this firsthand, and it's not easy for them. Yeah, it's very tough. Um, I think I just want to say, just to kind of recap really quickly, if you haven't read the reports, uh, Officer Hankinson was indicted on a charge of wanton endangerment for bullets that entered a neighbor's home. Right, apartment next, three, the unit next to Brianna Taylor's apartment, but nobody was charged with the actual death of Brianna Taylor. Exactly, and it's. It's ridiculous. I feel like I was, I mean, I think I said this to someone else earlier, but um, as a journalist, I try to like be neutral about, you know, when you report and when you talk about things like this, but there's nothing to be neutral about here. Like this is very obvious and very clear that something's not right here. Some, somebody, something's not right here. It's definitely not right. What I'm trying to figure out is how y'all rattle off all those shots Okay, and you don't hit the person that's shooting at you, that shot at, at you, all. not once, but somehow this innocent bystander gets shot five or six times. And they tried to charge Kenneth Walker, who is Brianna's boyfriend, or was Brianna's boyfriend. They tried to charge him with firing, but then those charges got dropped because how ridiculous does that sound? It's just a mess. And that officer who was charged, Officer Hankinson, is was put on a $15,000 bond. He was out that night, like, immediately. And this is, be clear, this is only an indictment, which means that it'll go to trial, but there's no, who says that he'll even be convicted? The other thing that kind of added insult to injury that day, which already made a heavy day that much worse, to me, was it was the anniversary of Emmett Till's murderer's acquittal. On September 23rd. Um, And that was just like... Gosh, like, how much actually has changed? Um, and so a lot to my my heart is with Louisville. Um, my heart is with Breonna Taylor's family um, and all of those who have been fighting for justice um, for her and for all of the black lives that have been um, slain due to police brutality. And it's just another important reminder that voting is so necessary. Get your booty to the pole. Because how do you think Daniel Cameron got his position? He was elected. Local elections right. matter just as much as national elections. People are like, oh, he's going to be on the short list for um, Supreme Court. RBG yeah. seat. No. Absolutely not. No, I don't see not. it happening. It's a child it's gonna be for a me. Woman. But um, still. Uh Okay, so let's switch gears. Let's okay get a little. What did you What did you watch this past weekend? So, um, I started The Boys on Amazon Prime. Okay, um, okay. And that was 
I, I really do like it. I sped through season one. I've heard it's good. Um, and I'm I'm taking my time with season two just because they're releasing them weekly, but I, I don't want to run out of episodes. So I'm taking my time, but it's pretty good. The Boys is basically a modern take on what it would be like if superheroes actually Existed. were around today and were walking the earth. But it's more um, realistic. It's not fantastical. It's not a... Fa it's, I mean, there's some hard stories in here. It's uh -huh. like... Performance drug use. There's some um, stuff with going relationships and kids and. I'm gonna have to get into this. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, it's very interesting. I enjoy it. Um, and if you guys like any superhero stuff, you should definitely check it out if you haven't already. Um, one of the things that I watched uh, was Woke on Hulu. I took your suggestion. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a chop for me. Really. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's a chop for me. Uh, it is... San Francisco didn't pull you in. No, and I thought it would because I watched it and I saw that they were actually shooting on location. And yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, I know where a lot of these places are. But no, I think that there needs to be a little bit more character development. I don't think the story is that strong. Or wow. like where he's going to go from here after the first few Okay, episodes. how many episodes did you watch? I watched two. I couldn't okay. get a third okay, one. Okay, okay, so two. wait. But... From the two that I watched, the one thing that I saw is like there's this stereotype of having a supporting character who's super hood and but also really smart. And this is the friend like, that lies about being an athlete, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he's smart. He's got a lot of street sense and is saying a lot of the obvious things that every black person knows. But for some reason, the main character surprisingly doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a little unrealistic to me because... As a black person, number one, you're always made aware that, you know, you stand out. Yeah. And then on top of that, to be in San Francisco. Well, there was a line that I wanted to I wanted okay. to ask you about. There was a line in that pilot episode. I want to see if you remember. Okay. But somebody was like, well, this is San Francisco and we don't see color here. That's very true. A lot of but a lot of white people <laughs> do not see color in San Francisco and are very friendly and very accepting and let you be who you are. But if you are a black person, you see. Because I, and I say this because I lived in San Francisco for three years. Um, you definitely know you're the only black person. Like now, any, when you say that they don't see color, is it that is it almost like in a inconsiderate way of just like not identifying you or like not even um acknowledging that you know there there is a difference between the white and black experience i think like, it depends on who you're around i think those people who are oblivious to just the black experience are there but there are also people there that you know if you befriend them that you know they care about your well-being or concerned i have a few of those friends there as well so i mean i think it just depends on the person, but as a whole, there are not a lot of black people in the Bay Area. If mm -hmm. you go, if you want to see black people, then you have to go to Oakland or Fremont or Berkeley or somewhere. So in there. you think there's too many black people in the show? That's what you're no, saying. No, I would no. That's not what I think. What I think is that I think it's it's impossible to be as oblivious to race as the main character, the main character is, is living in San Francisco because he is a black person. Okay, I will say this though. When I see that main character, I know people like that main character. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. I do too. But I think, again, like when I came this, when I moved to San Francisco, I, what, I think I was, what, 25? It's the first thing I noticed. I was like, where are all the black people? But at? I know black people who have been socialized so much around white people or that feel they, comfortable that they mm -hmm. have become, they have kind of become oblivious. Yeah. Um, me too. I know those people. So what I think, is that this woke is actually, it's not for us. This is a tool for white audiences yeah, to learn absolutely. about how to interact with black people. It's got to be. Um, that's what I think. It's <laughs> got to be. I think that that's what this is. I think that, you know, the creators are like, okay, let's do some education around <laughs> this. And we're going to do it through this 30-minute comedy <laughs> series. Yeah. And, and furthermore, to kind of add to that point, how can the main character have a roommate like that and not be aware of race? When right. the roommate is always constantly talking about it and bringing it up and letting you know that this shit is real, how are you oblivious to it? Yeah, I thought that that was interesting. That what I also thought was, um, 
what I also thought was weird was in the pilot, I think, I can't remember which episode it was, but the woman comes up to him and is like, oh my gosh, I love your art. I love your commentary on oh, it was the your, first on episode. race. So and, like, and he was like, no, just cool, like, oh chill, calm, no, no drama, no nothing. And she was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, no, 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 no. no. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> they were in like the bookstore or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like he, he didn't want to have, he did not want to engage in that conversation. Like which, that was an uncomfortable place for him. Which lets me further know that he's aware of those conversations happening and I think he's just choosing right. not to engage or take them seriously. Yeah. So then that so, also brings up another point. So, okay, let me add a caveat to my audience. I think the demographic is white people and black people who may be transracial or who have been socialized to Multiracial? be a No, transracial okay. or just like um, who might not have grown up in the African-American experience. Right. Um and okay. kind of have that oblivious outlook or uncomfortability with any dis- right. any discussion about race. I mean, it's it's the tale is told is uh, tale is told is time. Child, <laughs> it's the, the tale Mrs. is Potts. Get get Mrs. Potts <laughs> out of it's here. It's a tale as old as time. You know, if you're a fish in water and you see water, you're not gonna know what it is because you've lived in it all your life. So I mean, I'll never forget when somebody said that to when I when I heard that. I was like, it makes perfect sense to me you know if you're a fish breathing water and you see water you're not going to know what it is or that it's helpful helpful to you mm-hmm. if you're if that's all you've known yeah so i mean i get it but it's a chop for me yeah um okay let's do a quick emmys recap because i know that was also a huge thing for so yeah the emmys was uh last sunday yes um well two uh, now uh, two, two sundays, sundays ago, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did we think the Emmys were back in September. Yeah. Um, so, no. I... I appreciated the effort put forth. There was a lot of effort put in the production of this show. Okay. And I applauded. What I really enjoyed is that every nominee had... Well, no. Most nominees. Because Meryl Streep ass was not on the Zoom call. Um, yeah, there's a few the, people who just weren't there. There was there. a couple <laughs> people who did not show up to the Zoom call. Because they knew they weren't going to win. Okay, but anyway, you at home, you're not doing nothing. You don't know that. But, so, well, you should be at home. Let me say that. Who won Supporting Actress over Meryl? For what? For, I think it was for a limited series. The category that Meryl Streep was in. I don't know. I'll go back and look. But, okay. I who won. So, I appreciated how much effort they put into it with everyone having their own, you know, set up with the camera and everything in everyone's home i think because of it there was a lot of there's a lot of those like missed traditional award show opportunities right i thought kimmel's monologue was actually really good it was it was i i'm a fan of jennifer aniston i think she does a really good job in like these impromptu honey she she can't fight fires she needed to call Smokey the bear because (laughs) She almost set the entire studio on fire with that little bit that they did um, disinfecting the award announcement. But I thought that was definitely a plus for me. For you, what were the highlights as far as awards go? Uh, awards, obviously, uh, if anybody listened to our Fizzies episode, um, I'm two for two. Zendaya and Regina King. Both won Emmys. Uh, Zendaya won Best Lead Actress in a Drama. I'm actually really happy that she won. That was def- that. Yes. That was good. Very much. If you've watched Euphoria, then you will know that it is very much deserved. But also, she is only the second black woman to win an Emmy and the Best Lead Actress. Category. Oh, wow. Um, the first one was Viola Davis. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and then Regina King won, I think, Best Actress in a Limited Series for The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. So... And Yaya won. I knew that that was coming. I, I was very confident with The Watchmen. Yeah, Regina, I didn't know necessarily about Yaya. I thought that that, would, that one's a little bit more yeah, shaky Yaya for me. Won. But Regina, I, I was like, she better, she better have uh, won this category. Um, and it was great to see those two wins, especially after the craziness that was that first hour of the Emmys, which was complete, completely dedicated to Shit's Creek. Yeah. Um, so Shit's Creek, the comedy on Netflix, though. did. 
I don't know. They did a full sweep of the entire comedy category uh, for television. And to me, it's like... I'm confused. Like, I just don't understand how this last season was so head and shoulders above the rest of the six seasons. This was the first time that Schitt's Creek was ever nominated for an actual Emmy. They had never gotten an Emmy before. And... In now in your last and final season, you're gonna get you're gonna completely sweep the category, which I don't think has ever been done. Um, so, so from what I've heard, from what I understand, so should, number one, Shit's Creek is on a I think it's on like Pop TV or it something. It was like that. right. I think it's still well. It's done. Yeah. I think the it's six season was their last season. So, but okay. it, they originally aired and premiered on Pop TV or something like that. Um, and so the first couple of seasons, nobody knew the show was even out there. And it wasn't until Netflix picked them up to re-air the previous seasons, the first two seasons, that's when it started getting extremely popular. And mm-hmm. I've, I've had a lot of friends tell me that the first show, the first season is more more about them finding their footing as a show. But when they find it, it gets really, really good. And so I may actually give this a shot. I've def- I have already given it a shot. I don't know if I will again. Um, yeah, I don't know. That really, I was not feeling that whole like sweep of every entire category. That kind of like got on my nerves. But hey, anyway. Well, I mean, tis what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah, so, um, but congratulations to all of the winners. I loved to see Succession win. I think that that, you know, I love Succession. I thought this last season was amazing. So oh, yeah. I was really glad win. to see them um, take home uh, so many categories as well. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead and, uh, there's a lot in the intro, but let's go ahead and get into um, our second category. Okay, entitled... Woo chow. Okay. Um, what you got first? So, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about a little song that has now become uh, my motivational song. That's got a song my, for you. Like to hear it's it? It's a Here song of inspiration. <laughs> um, but this past week was National Voter Registration Day. Oh my gosh. And there was released a song to help raise voter awareness that's right so get your booty to the pole is a new initiative focused on getting (laughs) exactly what it says getting booties to the polls now what this was was a video that was released on youtube that was different very much in the style of p valley players club it was atlanta strippers basically working the polls showing their talents in this video to a song with a trap beat that basically said, get your booty to the pole, get your booty but to the pole. But there's some very pertinent information. Definitely some pertinent information that was like snuck in there. Yes. You know, they kind of talked a little bit about the importance of voting, um, how how uh, some really close elections were able to make uh, the first time for African-American leaders to take um, mm-hmm. to take office. There were some facts that they, they definitely dropped. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, if you want to see the video as well as learn more about the initiative, you can go to getyobootytothepole.com um, or you can follow Get Your Booty to the Pole on Instagram um, right at Get Your Booty to the Pole, just how it's spelled, um, and learn more about it. Now, what I do also want to note is I know one of the dancers. Who? So, one of the dancers is featured in there. I do know her. Um, I'm not going to say how I know her, but I do know her. Okay. Um, uh, Love you to death, so shout out to Amani. How do you know she wanted you to use her name? um, Because she's actually featured on the website. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, So... It's a small world. It is. It's so weird. Six degrees, three degrees. I think, I mean, yeah, but definitely a um, song that will live on, I hope. And we'll continue to use that song for many elections to come. Hopefully it inspires some people to get their booties to the pole. 
Yeah, definitely. But a Wu Chow moment for sure. I just, okay, don't laugh at me or make fun of me, but I just realized that it's a double entendre. Yeah. What? It just, like, literally just occurred to me that it's a double entendre because they're on a strip club on a pole, but also talking about the voting polls. Oh my God. Phonics. This is so good. Um, Whoever thought of this, this, y'all deserve. Give them their flowers. I don't know who thought of this, but this is perfect. Get your booty to the pole. Yeah, get your booty to the pole. Shout out to the double entendre because that, I love it. Wu Chow. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the only thing that I have in Wu Chow this week uh, was some drama with Vanessa Bryant and her mother. Um, This was causing a lot of reaction um, and just kind of made me look at her mom sideways a little bit. And so I'm going to read you this. This is from people.com and it talks about the situation and exactly what happened. And so it just says, Vanessa Bryant is responding to her mother's comments about their relationship after the latter gave an interview. I think this is with Univision claiming that her daughter had kicked her out of her home. And so last week, Vanessa's mother, Sophia Lane, claimed in an interview with Univision that the 38-year-old forced her out of a family home as well as made her return a car she used. Hmm. In response, Vanessa, the widow of basketball player Kobe Bryant, told people in the statement, my husband and daughter passed away unexpectedly, and yet my mom has the audacity to do an interview on TV talking negatively about me while shedding tears about a car and home that wasn't in her name. She has removed all her diamond jewelry, emptied her apartment that I provided, and put the furniture in storage to appear as though she is without support, Bryant said. My husband and I have financially supported her over the past 20 years, and I continue to do so in addition to her monthly alimony. What do we think about this? This is... Honey, mind your business. That's all just mind your business. Oh, it goes on to say, it says, continue uh, the state. Uh, who wrote this article? This is poorly oh, worded. <laughs> People.com. Y'all might want to go Not do me. some proofreading. Um, it also says, she, Vanessa also says, contrary to previous reports, she has not been physically present or emotionally supportive for my daughters and me after my husband and daughter passed away. Going forward, I see what is most important to my mom and it is beyond hopeful. It is beyond hurtful. I hope this public airing of our personal relations will stop here. Wow. Yeah, I. You know what? This is tough. I think this is the first. I think this is the last thing that Vanessa Bryant needs to be dealing with. Right. Right. Like she does not need any added stress. But you know, during times like this, like it could either it could bring up a lot of emotions. It could bring up clarity. It can. I don't know the situation, and I don't. I don't. I hope that we don't know the situation. I really don't want to hear any more. What is about her mom this. trying to gain from I, this? That's. You have to ask that. Like, yeah. what money? What probably. do you gain from this? Money. Um, and so, I'm not sure about where this is going to go. But definitely for Vanessa as well as the um, other daughter, I just oh yeah, I I really hate that they have to go through this. Yeah, I think this brings up something that I'll also circle back around to in Fizzer Flat, but Mariah. Carrie also talks about this in her interview with Oprah about how family members put a target on her back just to get money. And so they would purposefully go to the tabloids and try to leak stories and stuff to try to blackmail money out of her and stuff. And yeah. So this may be a similar situation, which is unfortunate because, you know, if you can't lean, if you can't depend on family to lean on in times of stress and turmoil, what do you yeah. do? It it sounds like a lot. Like I said, I hope that I don't really. I hope that we don't hear any more about this. I hope that they can solve it in house yeah. and get it taken care of and come to an agreement. Um, Woo child. Because there's nothing like mom. So yeah. Um, um, what else do you have? Okay. I don't even know this if I is, want to talk about this. This next thing is the. This is the biggest Wu Chow moment of the week. And this, and let me. me be clear, uh, this will probably be the last time that we talk about this because I'm not giving that Negro any more airtime. 
Oh, okay. You okay? Um. So, what we're talking about? No, tell is, it. Tell it. Um. Mr. Tory Lanes took to Twitter on Thursday, um, September twenty fourth, and posted to my fans. I'm so sorry for my silence, but respectfully, I got time today. 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. In which there was the release of Daystar. Um, Tory Lanez released an album called Daystar, which in its 17 or so tracks chronicles the beginnings, the in-betweens and the aftermath of this entire Megan the Stallion situation. Um, as we know, um, Tori was named as Megan Shooter when she was shot in the um, incident that happened in, in July, July 12th. She was, uh, it was, she um, was shot in the foot and she, uh, basically there were cops and everything that was surrounding her. She, at first, I, I honestly thought that we were never going to get the story from either side. You said that on the I podcast. I said that. I was like, we're not going to get the story. And I was like, and then I don't know. Things started to shift. So mm-hmm. basically what happened was is that... No, people started to shift. <laughs> so Megan had to... Megan came out with her side of the story because there were people that were kind of at least alluding to that there was some foul play on her part or that she was responsible for, you know... A portion of this, this Daystar project with Tory Lanez. Number one, people have been dragging him on social it's media a all day, and they okay? should. Right, they've been so. dragging him on social media all day. Um, these songs. So the first track is "Money Over Fallouts," and he's kind of talking a lot about this situation. You know, his lyrics are stating, "Megan's people trying to frame me for a shooting, but them boys ain't clean enough." He goes on to say, how the fuck you get shot in the foot don't hit no bones or tendons. So what are you, are you saying that she didn't get shot in the foot, Tori? Like, what are we saying here? And then he actually takes some jabs at to some people, other people in the industry. Um, Kalani and JoJo were two people that he actually mentions um, because they apparently had taken them off he, they had taken him off of their projects. Yes. Um, and so, re- speaks to them, Chance the Rep. He names a lot of people. Another person that he does name and kind of speaks very fondly of is Kylie Jenner. Um, and talking about, you know, he had How a crush on her. How convenient is that? Listen. How I am telling you. this convenient whole, is that? Who was, uh, who was on the team is what I want to know. Who was on the team... And was like, stop, don't do this. I want him to fade away into obscurity, never to be heard from again. Like, you have nobody in your corner. He he couldn't have. For you to release this on the date that Breonna Taylor, uh, the grand jury announcement comes out. Is, it was the day after, wasn't it? Well, the 24th. day, well, technically yeah. it was at midnight, yeah. Oh, okay, same thing. So technically yeah. at midnight, yeah. yes. Um, but how, I mean, just how could you? Uh, there was nobody, Tori, there was nobody that was like, hey, bro, I don't think this is the best situation. I don't think this is the best way to go about doing this. Like, who's, y'all should have stopped him at track two. So this incident happened in July. It's the end of September. So that period of time, you mean to tell me while Megan was dealing with the cops, getting her foot worked on, trying to do damage control, you were recording an album yeah. about this situation? Yeah. Like, Certainly. what? Go away forever. This was just not the way go to go away. about it. Like, I could have even seen, like, if you wanted to do one song that even alluded to something... After you put out a statement, like a whole we could have done that, but a whole album no. and let, letting this be your, this is my side of the story is completely, it's tragic, it's childish, it's sad. There will you won't be getting none of. My, I didn't even go to the, the the live that he had. I don't support. You won't be getting any of my streams. Nothing. 
I didn't even like Tory Lanez anyway before this happened. So. I, I honestly didn't listen to him. I'm not losing any sleep but, over um, here. But definitely just like a Wu Chow moment. Tory, you need to get a better team. No, you need to go away. <laughs> Period. You're done. You're done. Um, okay. Let's take a break. Yes, let's take a break. When we come back, we have an interesting segment that we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Let's so get it. We're going to. I'm leading this week's spiel segment again, um, and we're going to do a very Ciao. interesting discussion that I like to call the daytime divas. Okay. Um, Trent was very against this, but he's going to humor me and provide some commentary. I'm, I don't think that that's really important. That. Oh, okay. That's no. cool. This is cool, cool, this cool, is what cool, you cool. wanted to. No, I mean, come on, let's it talk be about fun. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. So basically, um, all the daytime divas came back for their TV respective TV shows yep. this past week, um, and I wanted to talk about it because okay. a lot of them have drama, which is very weird because it's not normally the case. You know, daytime TV tries to do that unless you're on a panel. You got to boost those ratings some way, somehow. Clearly, in the new season. I don't know. Wendy Williams is drama. Always. Always. <laughs> or we're going to get to that. Okay. But first off, the reason why I wanted to talk about daytime divas is because I wanted to see how everyone was going to handle the pandemic. Right. Um, a lot of the ladies came back to the studio, obviously, sans audience, but just how their setup is and how everything's going to be. We got a taste of that when Tamron Hall debuted. Um, she just has like a monitor wall full of Skype people and yep. audience members and stuff. But Tamron is doing a very good job because she's landed some big interviews. She has. It's yes. like her first week was like major. Yeah, it yes. was really good. Because off of the, you know, first off, we talk about Andrew Gillum. But then Andrew after Gillum, that, Stassi. She, Stassi, and there was some drama with that because Certainly. Stassi tried to say she was that she was unprepared. And then yeah. Tamron had to clap back and be like, Look, no, mama. This is what happened. And Tamron had to get her all the way together. And then she also talked about Chris Evans. I know we didn't talk about Chris Evans, but she had Chris Evans on. And Love he it. talked about his uh, leaked nude, or not leaked, but his accidental shown yeah. nude on his phone or whatever. Did he say that was his? That was his? Oh, yeah, it was his. And he was embarrassed, but he was like, you know, we move on. We do what we need to do. That's it. Um, I Something I want to tell you about that. Off microphone. Oh, chill. We'll, we'll talk fast. about that. We'll we'll do we'll do that off we're at, we're at off work, mic, Marcus. Um, but anyway, so what we're I wanted to do work. is do a quick breakdown of all the ladies in daytime okay. TV and talk about their drama really quickly, and then of course get Trenton's uh, commentary. Okay, sounds good. So first up, we have always the drama. Wendy Williams. Wendy is always drama. We always the drama. It. So we Wendy came back this week after being on hiatus since March, since the beginning of this. She's done a few things like at home, but she's back in the studio, yeah. back to the normal show. Um, there is one person missing from this season, and that is DJ Booth. Um, DJ Booth has been a staple on the Wendy Williams oh. show for a while. Oh, did she replace him? She did. Well, he was fired. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, but nobody knows why, and they Mess. did not explain why. So the new DJ is DJ Sus One. He made a few guest appearances last season on the show while DJ Booth was doing like All Star games, and okay. you know DJ Booth is also Nicki Minaj's DJ. Oh, he's well. good. So. But a lot of people, the rumor mill is spinning, saying that the reason why DJ Booth was fired is because he and Wendy had intimate relations, oh, Lord. and that intimate relation came to an end. Y'all already don't don't. However, DJ Booth responded and did not deny that, and said that um, I don't spill tea; I bring the whole coffee cup. And he was like, do y'all want coffee okay, or Real do Housewives you want tea? tagline. Right. So apparently he has got some, I don't know what kind of drama and or news about the situation okay. that he's talking about sharing. Because he said he didn't find out that he was fired until the episode, until the first day of the season. Oh, first wow. episode of the new season. And he was like, oh, wait. <laughs> and so apparently there's some drama going on with that. Um, but that's just Wendy Williams. Anything else you want to say about that? I mean, no. I, at this point, you know, you you run that risk. When you are, if you're doing stuff with the boss, 
Like Yeah, I guess so. You know, you don't shit where you eat, bro. Yeah. And, oh, and I also forgot to mention that Wendy also talked about her documentary and debuted the P and talked about the P the, the actors who were gonna be starring. However, it was very interesting. Everybody was like, mm, everybody kinda gave a little side eye or whatever because she was like, Oh, this is well, what's her name? We talked about her before, who's gonna be playing Wendy and she said, and this is Omari so and so who's going to be playing Kelvin. And everybody oh. was like Oh, okay. We so doing that. Clearly, she can't use his There's name. Some legal, yeah. Yeah. So he's name in the movie. His name will be Kelvin. Yeah. Instead of Kevin. Um. But yeah. So that's with Wendy Williams. Uh. We're moving on to the real. The real also came back this see for their new season. However, they're still at home. I'm a little confused why. Okay. They're not in the studio, but the drama with the real. I could see one of the girls just being like. You no, know, I don't want to come to the studio. What if it was Garcelle? I could see Garcelle saying, like, I got kids. Look, I don't have time to be coming out here. <laughs> does, Adrian have a, does Adrian Bailon have a child? She might. I don't know. I know Lonnie and Jeannie don't, but I didn't know if Adrian does. But anyways, so they came back, and their first week, they debuted a segment called Black Lives Matter University, yeah. which was awfully similar to Amanda Seals's Smart, um, funny, Smart and Black. funny and Black. Yeah, I saw her post that on her Instagram. Yeah, Amanda posted it. And, I mean, because I don't watch The Real. I don't either. I have no interest in it. I think that it's, it's where there's smoke, there's fire. This show has had so many problems since the word yeah. go. And yeah, which is weird, just, right? Like, I, I feel like they never found think, their footing. It really makes you think what's like, going on. What is going on? Because ever since we started, you guys have had issues. Oh, no, she's doing this. She's crazy. Oh, yeah. What, well, okay. What now? What's going on with this one? Um, so the fact that the Black Lives Matter University, which is kind of like a trivia segment, right? Yeah. Where you have kind of it's like a trivia centered trivia. around black yeah. people. Um, and the black, you know, black culture. Um, Amanda Sills has been doing Smart, Funny, and Black for years. And she did this as a segment on The Real when she was a host. Years. Um, with Wayne Brady. So I just think it's funny that... And Amanda Sills was also kind of taking... She was like, this this was kind pissed. of like robbery and theft. Especially when it's your own people yeah. doing like, it. It's just crazy. So apparently, according to Amanda, she said that... The reason why there's a lot of drama around her leaving is because it was because of the Black Lives Matter segment. I mean, the um, the Smart, Funny, and Black segment that she did. And so apparently the higher ups in the show put the only white producer in charge of the Smart, Funny, and Black segment. And Amanda was confused. Like, we have two other black women producers over here. Why wouldn't you... Have one of them. Why the white? Yeah. Though, and she said that the white woman who was a producer, even she had asked her, like, "Do you even know any of this stuff?" And she was like, allegedly, she was like, "No, I'm just gonna you tell me and I'll write it down." And then, wow. then Amanda was like, "So am I gonna get a producer credit for this?" Yeah. Then, and I, as soon as she said that, I was like, "Exactly. Like, if I'm doing the work, I don't need you. I yeah. can produce this myself. I don't need you, especially if you don't even know what we're talking about." Exactly. And she made the she made the example. She was like, "If we were to if we were to have done a Jewish segment, of course I'm gonna put that white girl in that because she's the only <laughs> Jewish person on." Right. On the exa- on the producing team, so of course she should lead it. Uh-huh. So why would she lead? And so apparently there was drama with that. But I thought that that was very interesting. The real just can't seem to catch a break, nor can they seem to ever find their footing in who they are as a show. But somebody's watching it, though. That's the thing. I mean, I somebody's guess. watching it. I guess. So I I, I don't know um, exactly what what happened with this. I'm girl Amanda, get your money. Yeah, because that's theft, honey. That's uh, intellectual property. <laughs> and then finally, um, Ellen DeGeneres also came back this week. And obviously, we know she's been dealing with a lot of drama from a her lot. show. Uh, and so she came back. And I'm actually going to read this to you from the AP. Um, and it says, Ellen DeGeneres used her opening monologue of the new season of her daytime talk show to address allegations of a toxic work environment, apologizing for things that never should have happened. She says, and I quote, I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power, and I realize that with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens at my show, she said in a statement. Um, 
what do we think about that? Do we think that, I mean, is this legit? Is this logical? Like, do we, are we giving her, it's very interesting how, because she, when she came out, she started off with saying, um, I want to start a new chapter. And it's like, do you get to start a new chapter? I mean, you're still dealing with a lot I of think this so. stuff. And it's very interesting how she gets to start a new chapter, but a lot of these other ladies, you know, still are dragging that same baggage with them, you know, through the seasons and have to explain them, having to explain themselves and stuff like that. And I just, I know we talked about Ellen already, but I just thought it was very interesting to kind of hear her words and stuff. I think she it. should get to start a new chapter. Okay. Now, look, I'm going to say this, and which might make my opinion invalid, but I've been an Ellen fan for quite some time. Um, being that, I think, I think for her, this is a wake up. I think it was a wake up call. I hope so. I mean, we have to remember that she was not directly doing the abuse and Correct. harassment right. that was happening on that, you know, right. at the camp at headquarters. Um, She's taking those people to task and she is accepting full responsibility because she let it happen while it was supposed to be under her watch. Now, it happened under her watch, which she does have some responsibility for. She does have some um, skin in the game when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But if this has taught her to be more visible and vigilant about what's going on, and if she has to step away from other things and projects to make sure that home base is taken care of, then so be it. So I I would say that she does get to start a new chapter just because this is not something technically that she was doing directly. I agree with that. I think one of the things that you always have to be aware of is in any public facing position you you always have to take the fall. Yeah, you can't blame it on anybody else. Yeah, because you, you are the front facing to the public. The so, building says Ellen. Right. The building says Ellen on it. The show says Ellen. <laughs> yeah. So you are responsible for everyone at that show. Um, I think in a situation like that, I, I try to think like, well, gosh, if I had a show, how would I feel? But I'm so... I like to be involved anyway, so... I would want to be involved. And I mean, honestly, I would have been mad. I think I would have been mad and like, how dare you try to do this under my under my tutelage, under my yeah. watch? Like, yeah. this is unacceptable. And I think maybe and maybe she was like that behind the scenes. I don't know, but it was very interesting. So um, anywho, well, that's the daytime divas. They've all got drama, but they are all Gosh. still soaring in the ratings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can't get away from it because we're all at home now too. Right. So that's make also it even like more important. that's part of it. So yeah. understanding that, I don't know. We'll see. Shout out to Tamron Hall. I think that she's doing a kick-ass she's job. Out swinging. This this was a this was a hit of a first week um, and first run out the gate for her. Yeah. Um, Wendy Williams. Let's hope DJ Sus brings it because if DJ Booth don't bring the party, like we usually have at Wendy Williams, people are gonna be looking at you sideways. Yeah, I mean, well, they don't have an audience, so he can't really DJ. Like they do a lot of their stuff. So what's he doing? I don't, I don't know, Chow. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's still playing music in between the breaks. But usually on the show, the DJ puts music on for the audience to like dance to and stuff, and we're like, but there's no audience. So Chow to mess. I will say, whoever's doing Wendy's wardrobe, A plus, A plus plus. Wendy's color is yellow. Wendy's color is absolutely yellow. Yes. Have you seen? Did you see her first look? I have to show it to you. Show it to me because I haven't seen it. She looked great. She looked great. All of her looks this first week were spot on. Wardrobe has it down packed. Okay. Okay, let's take another break. And when we come back, we will hit up our signature segment, Fizzer Flat. All right. We'll be right back. And we are back, pop Hello. stars. All right, it's time for Fizz or Flat. This is where we get to review the top moments in pop culture this past week, give them a fizz if we're feeling them, or a flat if, if we're, we're not. not. Okay, so up first, I want to talk about 
the Rick James miniseries project. Tell me about this, because I did not know about this. What's yes. happening? And so Brothers Keeper is now officially in development. Brothers Keeper is a miniseries that chronicles the life of famed singer, the late great Rick James, Mr. Super, Mr. Super Freak himself. Um, but with that, it's also about him and his brother, his biological brother, Leroy Johnson, who was also his manager. Interesting. Um, and so it kind of talks about the kind of the trajectory through fame. Um, and I know that there's going to be some wild, crazy stories in this. Clearly. I can, I literally cannot wait. Clearly. I am, I, I, I keep thinking about casting. Um, Who is helming this project? So it's actually so there hasn't been anything that has come to the front as far as production or casting. Is his brother um, involved? Because he's still alive, so right? The, so yes. Okay. So this is um, Leroy Johnson is actually teaming up with someone named Addison Henderson. Okay, I don't know who that is. Um, so he's a filmmaker, um, and they are working on this together. So I'm okay. pretty sure they're going to they're gonna shop it around and. Um, oh, so it doesn't have a home yet. No, I don't think it has that? a home yet. But okay. they are working on getting it ready, and so they're going to start filming in 2021. Nice. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think there's going to be some really crazy stories. Can you think of any cast people, uh, any actors that you would cast as Rick to play Rick James? Ugh, interesting. I'm like, just give like, Dave, put Dave Chappelle in. <laughs> like, can we just put, can we just give it to Dave and like, I let's mean, be done with I'm it. I'm sure Rick would have laughed at that and been like, hell yeah. Uh, what age range? Like, what are we talking? Are we talking let's early say years? Super, I mean, we, Rick, or? Clear, let's say Super Freak Rick. How old was he when Super Freak came out? I don't know. Was he like in his 20s? Sure, 30s? let's say it. 20 year old Rick. Um, I could see somebody like what's the guy's name? Elijah. He was in Hairspray. Elijah Kelly. Yeah. No. You can see Elijah Kelly. No. Okay. Not in that wig. What? Well, I mean, anybody's ridiculous in the dreadlock no. wig. No, no, no. Okay, some, so who do you people... have in mind? I'm trying to think. That's the Cause thing. Because so, somebody's okay. got to be able to sing okay. and act. Well, wait. Do they have to be able to sing? That's my question. I would hope so. No, 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 no. See, I don't know if they have to be able to sing. I would hope I so. I think that they could probably do some, like, lightweight... Lip syncing? Lip syncing throughout this entire thing. Okay, so let me tell you who I first thought of. Because Rick was a darker complected... No, he's not that dark. I mean, I'm not Look saying, like, up. super dark. I, I, I have him up. I'm just saying not super dark, but, like, he's a darker skin tone. Okay, so... Who do you think? <laughs> tell me, because I'm curious now. Okay, so my first thought was, if we're going like younger, he's kind of light skin. Trevor Jackson. Mm. That was my first thought. I thought that I was like, oh, okay, maybe he could. Trevor might be too young. You think so? Yeah, he might be a little too young. Um. Okay. So okay. So we're throwing him out. Um, let's think. Who could do it? He's just a little too young. I'm trying to, like, off the top of my head, all the actors and act, um... I mean, come on. It's not that many. Let's be honest. What about old boy that you're standing after from, uh, Homecoming? Stefan James? Yeah. No. No? No. Now, let me say this. I think now who I think could really do it and do justice to it is Anthony Mackie. Do you know Anthony Mackie from She Hate Me? I think Mackie is Falcon. Yes, 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 yes. He is too. And the new Captain America. Yeah, I think that he would rock it out. I now that's who I would say if I wasn't gonna go with. I mean, um, what do you think about Yaya? No. I feel like Anthony Mackie and Yaya too are kind of in the same. Too sexy. <laughs> too sexy. Too sexy. too sexy. Anthony Mackie is sexy too. He is, but do Yaya. Baby. 
I mean, Yaya is. Um, what about one of the boys from When They See Us? One of the older ones. I can, you have to update I don't me on know. Kind of some names. I don't know who exactly. Hold on, let me. Let me continue talking. Let me. But no, I mean, they also have the ability to go with the unknown, right? Like, that is something they could definitely do. Um, but I think that this could be a really great role for somebody. And so I would, I, I kind of want them to go with a name. What about? I think that that will drive. Jarrell Jerome. Do you remember him? He's from When They See Us. Look him up. That's what yeah, I Yeah, he's also in Moonlight. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jarrell Jerome. Possibly. I could see Jarrell Jerome doing that. Possibly. That's who I was thinking of. You know who I would have gave it to already. Who? who? Chadwick Boseman. Uh, of course. He would have done it, and he would have been amazing. Of course. But, of course. Um, but maybe Jarrell Jerome. Yeah, that could work. Uh, so we'll see. Those are a couple of just casting choices that okay. I have, but we'll see exactly. Um, Brothers Keeper is set to start filming next year, and I can't wait to see where it lands. I give it a fizz. Fizz for me, too. What do you have? Um, the only thing I have is, I kind of mentioned this earlier, the Mariah Carey and Oprah Winfrey interview. So Oprah has a new interview show on Apple Plus TV, um, and I think this is episode five that she had Mariah Carey on, and talking about uh, the meaning of Mariah, Mariah's new bio, bio book. Okay. Bi- uh, Biography. Bi- yeah, why was I having a hard time saying that? <laughs> Biology textbook. Right. Uh, I was about to say biology. Biography, yeah. And so um, it's a very good interview. I okay. learned quite a few things. I definitely want to get her book because the one thing that they kept saying is throughout the book, we get to learn how a lot of her most popular songs and unknown songs came to be. Okay. And that I'm already on top of us because ever since I heard she the, writes um, everything. Yes. Yes. But ever since you ever since and this has always been a memory for me. But ever I think we were going back home to Kentucky at one time and you played that song that Oh, it's they, a rap. Yeah. It's a rap. I was like how did she think of this stuff? Yeah. And so she talk apparently she talks about a lot of those songs in her book her and how they came strong. to be. Um and who they're about. And well, good. I'm I, intrigued. Yeah, I might I might have to get the cliff notes from you, but... I want to know. I'll I let think, you borrow the book. I think it, I I would love to see it. I would love to hear it. Um, okay, I, I might have you. to go uh, watch the episode because what yeah. I'm most interested to learn um, in regards to Mariah Carey is that I want to know about the early days. So she talks, early days. So they spend a lot of time talking about Tommy Matola. Yeah. And she talks she shares a few stories about how why they got married and during that time while they were married and then she brings up an instance where Jermaine Dupree and DeBrat came over to the house while she was married to Tommy Matola. Child, they used to call they used to call Mariah Carey Rapunzel. Because she was locked in a yes. tower and she couldn't yes. get out. But it also made me forget how close DeBrat and Mariah Carey are. Like, mm-hmm. they're close. Like, yeah. they're still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine. Like, she says, like, every time we talk about it, we laugh because it was so surreal back then. But, like, she talks about that. They do spend a lot of time talking about Tommy Matola, So that's very interesting. They spend some time Sounds talking bleak. about Derek, Cheater, Derek Jeter. Okay. Because he was the quote-unquote catalyst that got her out of the marriage with Tommy Matola. Um, and then she talks about Nick Cannon and them babies. Uh, and then just a lot of just about her family. Like, the family's very interesting because I didn't know her family was that shady. But they are, and like they did her wrong, and mm-hmm. I think it's about time she stood her, she stands her ground a little bit. So I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. So it's a fizz for me. Yeah, a fizz for me too. I'll, I'll check it out. You said it's on Apple TV. Yes, Apple TV Plus. So you should get a subscription and look at it. I would definitely check it out. Stop using mine, girl. Bye. <laughs> Actually, I do have a free subscription for because of the uh, iPhone, right? Uh oh, because you got a new iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, you should, because that's how I got mine. Okay. All right. Well, all right. For me, the so next thing I can up. change my password. Bye. Whatever. You about to move in here. So what What? what you going to be watching it on? Right. On my fucking TV. So what? Um, on my TV. Turn my TV off. Right. And turn my game off. <laughs> turn my TV off. Um, no. So next up, we have Time Magazine 
just released their list Let of me get up my the paperwork. 100 most influential people for 2020. I um, um, respectfully printed out copies of everyone. Child, the now you know that this is. To have. You know that I did this because why I am an executive producer <laughs> and even highlighted so them for you. So let me you. tell y'all when Marcus so. came in today to record. <laughs> He had paperwork at his desk Which with the is what printout. I brought with me because no, I printed you, them off for you. You did not have. print them out. He had it waiting for him at his station. I appreciate when he you came in. This was today. very a very good look. Um, but no, so like like I wanted to kind of review the list with you and talk a little yes. bit about some names and people that we're glad to see. Um, you had already talked about why Megan was going through completely all of this craziness. She also had to do this photo shoot for. Yes. <laughs> being named one of the 100 most influential people. So Megan has definitely been at the top of the list, and she's actually on the cover. She's actually on one of the covers yeah, she's one for of the, the covers. issue. Um, so her story was actually written by Taraji P. Henson, yes, um, which was really cool. Uh, so big congratulations to her. Now, wait, wait, wait. I'm confused, though, on why Megan is in the pioneers category and not the artists category, though. I think that some people do see her as different and just kind of being um, kind of having a different take on um, hip hop. While I think there are a lot of things that people could say, oh, that's recycled Lil' Kim or that's recycled Nicki Minaj. Like, she definitely has a different edge and a different vibe i think on top of generation on top of her being like a student like right it was so different and also refreshing to kind of see someone who's like yes i'm actually in college right now i'm studying but i can (laughs) also pop this thing in the hot tub on a video but still have this full you know other um this other component of it and it was and it wasn't it it, like that's what i was gonna say it's like two different personas but it's not like it's all into one and i love that and i think more than one thing and i think that that more maybe speak to why she's in the pioneer section but she's definitely at the top anyone that you were surprised to see or excited to see uh so i highlighted a few um the weekend i think he's had a i think he's right now holds the record for the longest time in the top five I'm so confused about this weekend. So I don't shout out to him. People like his music. I unfortunately don't listen to his music, but still supporting. Marcus cancels everyone. I'm not. Who am I canceling? I'm not canceling anybody. Um, Michael B. Jordan's on the list. Always good to see my baby in there. Um, I don't understand. I guess it's no shade, but why? What is? What has he done lately? Um, he's puts him on the list. I'm sure that he's done something, number one. So don't do oh, that. Oh, so you don't know off the top of your head. I don't know. I mean, we do. Neither he do does. I. He does so many projects. He's always traveling. Yeah. Um, and and that's no shade because that I was I shade. Michael B. Jordan. So that was shade. It could be. You mm. need to go read the article because it could be for his activism. I do. I so do. hello, he's been doing a lot of activism lately. So then maybe that's. But he's under. The, then why wouldn't he be under the pioneers category? Instead don't of the worry about all category. that. Don't worry about that, sweetheart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Jennifer Hudson's on the list. Oh yeah, I saw her. I um was happy to see her. Dope. Michaela Cole is on the list. The of oh yes. Um, from I May Destroy You. Yes, and Bong Joon Ho. I Parasite is still probably one of my favorite. One of like the movie that surprised me the most at how good it was. Yeah. Uh, um, Michael B. just did Just Mercy. What is that? Uh, the movie about the um. Oh, with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Yes, About yes, yes. the wrongful. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, the other people that I thought, just to kind of go through, and I, I think we have a lot of the same people, but Anthony Fauci, Kamala Harris. Go ahead, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Dr. Fauci's on one of the covers. Good. He should be. He was on one of the covers. So I was like, you better be on the cover of Time. I am not mad. He should be. Um, Naomi Osaka. Yes. Oh, uh, I was glad to see her. Me too. Um, of course, Gabrielle Union and D Wade are on. They're yes. also on the cover. They have their they own have cover co- together. That cover. was really cute. Like it. Uh, Dapper Dan and Tyler Perry. Yes. Both. I said, okay, I'm loving what I'm seeing here. So lots of great names. Billy um, Porter, Allison Felix. They're both on here. Yep. Allison Felix is a track star, and then of course we know Billy Porter from Pose and his long career on Broadway. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, this is a good list. Nice, well-rounded list. I was glad to see it. So it definitely gets a fizz for me. Fizz for me as well. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Give me your final thoughts. What is your takeaway from this episode? Um, What's for you is what's for you. 
And like, despite what anyone can try to do or say to tear you down, like it, Megan is on top of the world right now, even though that this whole Tory Lane situation is like trying to have whatever moment it's having. Like, Sis, you're on the cover of Time Life magazine and listed as one of the 100 most influential people. In the world. So, like, let's just let that sink in. Um, so I think that that's one takeaway that I have this week. Um, and then just also going back to Breonna Taylor and um, my heart is with Louisville, my heart is with her family. And just continuing to think about what it is that we need to do in order to stop things from like this happening stop things like this from happening um so which includes getting your booty to the pole (laughs) that goes right into mine um i heard this a while back maybe a few weeks ago but it still reigns true now more than ever um elections have consequences by not voting there are consequences to not voting yeah um And those consequences are people getting into power that don't necessarily have your best interest at heart. And we see that happening now. It is very important to vote. I know that there's a lot of people out there saying that they don't like Joe Biden, this and that, and Kamala Harris, this and that. But you have to understand that elections have consequences. Mm -hmm. You have got to do your part now it may be the it, it may seem like your vote doesn't matter, but it does. It does. Please make sure you're registered to vote and make sure that you come up with a plan to vote. I personally decided to vote by mail and do a mail in ballot, but I'm going to take that mail in ballot to a polling station and drop it off. Yeah. Um so please come up with a plan to vote and think about this and understand that. When you go to the polls, there are local elections happening this year as well. So make sure you pay attention to those just as much as you do for president and vice president. There are people running for Senate seats, Congress seats, House of Representatives seats, um, local elections, attorney generals, mayors, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Those all matter as we see. We're seeing now. And so make sure that you're putting the people in there that you think is going to do are going to do the best job for what you are looking for. And make sure you do your research, please. That's all I got. Gotcha. Okay, well, um, listeners, as always, you can find us on all of our listening platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify, as well as follow us on our social media at Cold Pop Show on uh, Twitter and on Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook at Cold Pop Podcast. Um, Marcus, where can they find you? They can find me at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on all socials. And also, if you have a listener letter or comments or something that you want to share with us, please feel free to send us an email at coldpopshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and make sure you rate, like, share and subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your platforms where can they find you at yep i am at trenton rashad on instagram at trenton rd on twitter still fighting for that name on twitter huh we're, we're gonna we're gonna get there any any leeway not yet nothing do we need to send some goons do we'll we need see to send Goonica? we'll see what happens <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay up. I know it's a heavy time right now, but please stay active, stay involved, and pay attention to your mental health. It's important. Until next time. Bye. Bye.